The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Today's episode is sponsored by Bright Peak Financial a non-for-profit membership organization providing Christians with the right products, tools, and resources to gain financial strength. Go to brightpeakfinancial.com to create your financial success story. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone and thank you for being part of our show today. Wow, have we got a show for you. If you are a person that loves the planet, loves the earth, loves the consciousness of all living things, we have with us today, we have Kim Cintio as well as Patricia Corey. They are people uh, with passion on a mission. They are being difference makers because they're willing to be different. All on behalf of our, our whales, our dolphins, our sharks, all loving things that go at depth. Patricia and Kim, welcome to our show today, The Intentional Spirit. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Temple. I'm delighted to be with you. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you both. And as you know, uh, and some of you that are listening go, Patricia Corey, I know that name. Well, she's been on our show before. And because so many people love the passion of what Patricia is doing, and then through another uh, serendipitous encounter, uh, I met Kim. And so now the two of them... Because it, it always helps when we feel like we have a bit of a tribe. <laughs> Kim and, and Patricia have now found each other and have found ways to collaborate in their dreams and in their passions. So, Patricia, tell us a little bit now about, you know, where you are. You've, you've written, uh, two more books and, and, and give us kind of an overview of, of where you are and, and your key focuses right now. I thank you for asking. I have moved from Rome, where I resided for 32 long years. Great place, but I was ready to go. And I have moved to the Azores Islands, which are in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean between Portugal and the North American continent. And it is a place that I believe is Atlantis. And I I first came here because I was channeling the book, Before We Leave You, Messages from the Great Whales and the Dolphins which is one of the ones you're referring to in the two new books. And I came here to to swim with wild dolphins. And when I got here, I recognized that this was Atlantis, without a question in my mind. And so I've been blessed to be able to move myself here. And I'm still a bit in transition because it's been pretty intense immigrating to another country again. But I'm uh, channeling again. I'm I'm preparing a new book called The New Syrian Revelations, which my readers have been waiting a long time to receive. And working still always with the dolphins and whales because they are my my life. I just can't imagine life without them. So here I am in an environment where there is a majority of different species of these cetaceans. And I'm kind of taking care of myself at the moment, having time to be with them out on the water. And it's it's just extraordinary. That's beautiful. And for the sake of our of our listeners tuning in, how did this become your calling? I mean, obviously, the you know, the other part of it is it called you, you called it. But tell us a little bit about your path and how this became important to you. Okay, I have been a psychic clairvoyant child and uh, was allowed for that to blossom by a very understanding mother, an avant-garde mother. And throughout my life, I've been walking between the worlds. I would say it's a shamanic path. 
um, being in contact with different realms and the whales and dolphins have attracted me since I was quite a young woman. And of course I lived in San Francisco Bay area. So there was no lack of potential to be out in the, near the ocean at least and feeling them. And at some point, let's say once about 20 years ago, when, when I was catapulted into a whole new experience of working with, with beings from higher realms, I started hearing them speak to me. And so it became, it went from being a passion to get out there as often as possible all over the world. I've been, I've been out on the ocean in Canada, the States, uh, the Aegean, but, um, actually connecting with them. This has been about five or six years now where I was actually receiving messages for humankind. And it's an appeal for whales and dolphins trying to help us understand that it's not only important to help save them, but that the oceans of the planet are the emotional body of the earth. And if we do not heal this emotional body of the earth, I don't see how the the earth can evolve as we intend to assist it to do. And Kim, I know through some conversations with you, so let's start with you in that realm of, of the similar question. How, how did this become important to you? Why is it important to you? And then I think it would be good for, you know, the two of you to share some of your, what are the messages that, in addition, or when you say they're talking to you, what does that look like? Because it's twofold, um, to inspire intentional spirits to be more intentional because of what the two of you are doing and, and Patricia to the lengths of your relocating yet again because of this passion to inspire people to continue, you know, stay with it. You know, don't give up. Here's courageous, brave mm-hmm. people. And I think the other part is with intentional people is often if they hear your story, they'll have a an epiphany or go, God, that's what's been happening to me and I wasn't even aware of it, you know, or that kind of thing. So, Kim, how did you become involved in um, the, the depth of, of the waters and that particular life of whales and dolphins as you do? Well, being, uh, I grew up in Florida. I'm a Floridian. I've always been um, called by the ocean. The ocean has always called me. Um, as a child, I went to the, um, the aquatic parks to see the dolphins, just to be up close and personal with them, and I always felt like a very strong connection, along with the orca whales and all the other sea mammals and creatures. Um, there was a time when I moved away from Florida for a little while. And when I was in North Carolina, I was in North Carolina for eight years, the dolphins would call out to me in my visions and in my meditations. They wanted me back here in Florida because I had work to do. And now I have become back in Florida, and they wanted me to come to the St. Petersburg area. So I'm here in the St. Petersburg area, and I do a lot of activism work. I am their voice. They... um share with me a lot of messages, that, and I go out and, you know, um, hold, like, rallies of education or hold workshops um, to help get out the word of what's going on in the planet and how to help the animals, all the animals in the animal kingdom, but especially the dolphins. I have a very strong connection. And um, I just, I just, constantly have that feeling that I have to, I just got to keep going. And some of it's not pretty, but I, it just gives me, it puts a flame underneath me and, and, and pushes me forward to continue. Um, now I find that when, like, I, I love being out on the water and I go out on my kayak and the dolphins come. I, I can feel them coming and I see them coming swimming closer and closer to the kayak and it's quite beautiful um i just feel their energy all the time thank you kim um patricia do you feel that and are you seeing 
through the years that you've been in uh, what we would call engaged spirituality. In other words, nothing religious, but engaged spirituality, meaning I like to highlight, you know, when we talk about activism, because there are some of us that approach activism not in a way of like angry and fighting and, and, and violence, but in a way of passion, directness, education, support, and things like that. I loved yeah. your book, The Emissary. Um, do you feel in your own measurement that you can see that we're making an impact as a culture? Um, those of us that are continuing to talk about the importance and value of our planet and those kind of things, would you say, wow, yeah. I can see that within the past five years, are things happening? Yeah, that's a very good question. And I, I would like to uh, reply with an, an, an overwhelming yes to that uh, with regard specifically to the dolphins and the whales. I would like to take this conversation in a direction. And that is, I truly, without question in my mind and soul, believe that the whales and dolphins are higher beings consciously if we if we can even try to delineate spirituality or soul essence in in linear terms but i truly believe that they are very very high beings higher than human beings on the evolutionary theme of things mm-hmm. and that at this time when we are all spiritual people as you just defined that to be talking about the ascension of the of the individual and of the the earth which was a theme in my earlier books that they play a pivotal role in the process of raising the frequencies of the earth to another dimensional vibration and that their function or their role is also to teach us about how they are holding the musical frequencies of the waters of this planet. And what I mean by that is this. We were shown by the wonderful Dr. Emoto how water retains memory how water responds to messages. And uh, I think you both are very familiar with Dr. Emoto's work. We've actually been, uh, we were fortunate uh, to have him here about three times. He definitely, and we also, uh, Patricia, we went out um, to the ocean waters and did an entire a ceremonial kind of thing with hundreds of people lined up the ocean. Yes. I wish I could have been there for that. I know. I would have, I would have. <laughs> so, but one of the focuses that I'm holding here is to help teach people, educate people, and sensitize people to the reality that the music of the whales and dolphins, and by that I, I don't mean just the haunting refrains of the wonderful uh, humpback whales, but that all of the clicks, all of the chatter, all of the vibrational pulses that they emit into the water reminds the water of its ultimate spirit, of its ultimate essence, of its return to perfection, which we have seen time and time again with Dr. Emoto, how even a fractured water crystal, when it's loved, when it's, when it hears classical music, returns to its perfect, uh, six star, six pointed star formation. And I have been told by the whales and dolphins that their work is about holding, not only about their essence and therefore transmitting intelligent and spiritual messages to the human race, but that their job, their function at this time is to be assured that the water retains that memory of perfection. And that is because with all of the pollution and the, you know, the, the radiation the plastic, the noise, which of course I've been screaming about for decades, for, for years at least, of uh, sonar, all of these disturbances are affecting the nature of the water and we can't allow that to happen. So I'd like everyone that's listening to consider the, re- the essence of water, the memory of its perfection, and very important, the salt crystals, remember that the ocean is full of crystal. We think of crystal as, crystal as quartz, but let us not forget that salt is a crystalline matrix. So it, too, holds the frequency, the music, and the energy. And I think this is a very important aspect to share and discuss. 
Absolutely. And I, I love how you defined it earlier in its essence. It is the emotional body of the planet. And in, in deep, you know, shamanism with our whole level of relationship to and from anything, the the water, the craving of water, the needing to be near water is such a healing agent. It is the medicinal value that we all uh, long for when people are going through grief and they're going through different experiences. They find themselves craving more water or, you know, Absolutely. wanting to take two showers a day. Or what do you mean I'm yes. going to take another yes. bath? I've already taken three today. You know, that's <laughs> the very nature in spas throughout the world and specifically in Europe of people doing these wonderful spa type things is the healing of of water um patricia you talk about you know when they talk to you and kim talks about that so let's go to kim first bring her in a little bit kim when you were talking earlier because i want both of you to define it because when you live in your world so much it's so second nature to use certain words and things like that because it's just mm-hmm. it's how you roll. Oh, they just talk to me all the time. Okay. Yeah. I would like mm-hmm. for each of you to kind of share that because I know there are people listening that are going to go, you know, that's been happening to me and I've been discounting it. Mm-hmm. Or that's been happening to me and I wasn't even really aware that that's what it is. So, Kim, when you talk about they have been telling you, um, mm-hmm. And you've been getting information. Mm-hmm. How does that, as best as you can put it in words, because we're, we're just trying to language things that can be senses and all these other things. How does mm-hmm. it happen for you? When did you notice it? How did you identify with it? Well, I get, sometimes I can just be sitting, working on the computer, and then I'll get a, a, a flash. It'll be a a, a vision. And then the message comes through, or it comes in a dream, or it comes in my meditations. A lot of times it comes in my meditations. I just sit and meditate, and then I see myself in the water, and I shapeshift into a dolphin, and then I'm swimming with the dolphins, and they start conversing with me. It's come that way. And also, um, just I can just be sitting working on the computer, and I just get a flash, and then the message. Um, it's, it's usually very, very clear. Uh, the message that I received, uh, that I needed to move back to Florida and to, um, to this particular area, the message came in a meditation and there was a dolphins that had beached themselves. It was a mass stranding and they looked at me and they said, we need you to come back to Florida. We need your help. And that, right after that, I started manifesting the move back to Florida. Um, it was very, very strong. And um, But most of the messages that I do receive are in my meditation pretty, pretty much. And, and did, you, um, did you know that to be true right away? Did you, did you go through a denial phase or what the heck? Or did you immediately go, wow. I'm I'm here. Yeah, no. I said, "Wow, I'm here. I need to I need to get going. We need to get back to Florida. I gotta I gotta get going with this." Um, I admire both of you immensely because I too am real strong in the activism. It's daily, all the time. My passion, and I know the I know the courage and the energy and commitment that it takes. And I just applaud. Uh, both of you from the depth of my being i'm so so profoundly grateful that that you're out there you know working on other elements of our universe uh while some of us are focusing in in other the same direction (laughs) in a different way but yet all poignant to to conversations about life and and well-being and wholeness patricia how how is it for you when you you know I know you've been, you know, shamanically and psychic um, and since childhood, but when you say they, they talk to me and they tell me things, how does that show up for you? Well, I have, I'll try to make this a concise story. One of the first things that occurred to me was that I was in Jordan teaching a, uh, a workshop. And in the middle of this workshop, I I had quite a number of people in the room and suddenly I heard a message that said, please help us. 
please help mm-hmm. us. And I could hear dolphin calls, uh, similar to what Kim said. Please help us before we leave you. Please help us before we leave you. And it got so out of control that I, I had, I couldn't continue to talk. And as I was leading the group, the people were looking at me. And I have to say that because these, this was Jordan, I had, um, a difficult faction to deal with because I had, uh, to bridge the culture gap of bringing forward some pretty outrageous information for people that ne- mm-hmm. weren't necessarily on that bandwidth. And so here I am just floundering. It, it's like, uh, uh, well, wait. And then I, I was catapulted into the middle of the ocean with a, uh, a just, I can't even tell you how many whales and dolphins who were, were floundering and, and, and dying and pleading. And it was a very, very painful process for me. The first, this first big impact. I was drowning with them. I was crying. It was horrible. I had to leave the room. I went into the bathroom and tried to collect myself. And when I got back to the room, I, um, I said, okay, I can't explain to you what's just happened to me. And I did my best to continue. To make a long story short, when I went back to the hotel that evening, I turned on the television, which I never do, and there was a report that 100 whales and dolphins had just beached themselves in New Zealand. And so I knew that I had been actually picking that up psychically. Mm-hmm. And that, that's how that was, let's say, triggered. And in the months that ensued, I had several of these experiences. One in my dreams, I woke up cold, cold sweats and my then uh, partner called me and said, you know, you better turn on the news. There's been another beaching. And so this went on and on. And I finally said, look, you know, I want to help. I want to serve you, but you can't put me through this drama, this pain. I can't do it. Speak to me clearly. Tell me your message. Let me, I'll do anything, but please don't make me lived through this this grief because I'm I just didn't feel like I could do it. And so the messages started to flow through and they were um I'm a clear audience. I'm a very very strong clear audience. So I do hear um maybe more powerfully than seeing clair clair clairvoyance. And uh this this information just kept coming and coming and coming. And they were talking about um not only about their trauma they were clearly telling us that if the human race doesn't get on board here and understand that the oceans are in peril, uh, that we will, we, we will, won't make it. And they also said that, uh, some of them are going to leaving us ahead and they will, uh, they will still work from another dimension, but that a, a number of them had to be here in the third dimension to hold the frequencies of the water. And so they asked me to please get this message out, which I've been doing since then. And I know your question was, how do you hear them? And like Kim, um, they speak to me in, in, in meditation. They speak to me when I'm in the water with them. I've had some extraordinary experiences with them. And the boat captains always say, this is not normal. This can't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of their great awakening also, aren't you? <laughs> uh, you know, like one time we were on the boat and I had a small group and there were no sightings. And I turned to everybody. I said, there are no sightings because we are in expectation here. And I said, how about we get out of expectation of what we need to get and ask to be embraced into the community? And just close your eyes now. Just ask to be welcomed into the community without trespassing on that that vibration and love. And everybody did. Bam! Out of the water come two gigantic dolphins. Beautiful. Yeah, and they proceeded to lead us into to so many uh, pods, and uh, it was just incredible. So they do speak to me in the water, and I, I always tell people, if you want to get the vibrational information from the dolphins, get into the ocean. Don't be afraid. The opportunities are many to swim with dolphins, and it is a life-altering experience, mm-hmm. as you probably both already know. Well, you definitely know. Mm-hmm. I know one time I was on an excursion, and so it wasn't a natural but yet there were lots of dolphins and I 
I remember, you know, swimming with one and, and they kept blowing the whistle heavy. Let go, let go, let go. I didn't want to let go. I'm like, no, I want to live here. I want to be with you. It's just such an, an amazing part of our, our essence, the spirit within us to be so connected to these amazing. And of course, in my backyard, I have a manatee and dolphins that come, you know. Uh, frequently so it's very uh just such a blessed thing that they they come when they want to and and i I love it you know um often when you feel uh they have that little showy element sometimes with dolphins and they go oh look you know we have we have people here it's a show and and you Mm -hmm. clap and then they'll run around and they do the i've had many a show there than they could ever you know, make happen in kind of in, in in an amusement park kind of setting. It's really a really a, a wonderful thing. Yeah, can but I just contribute this? I just want to contribute this thought. There was this humpback whale that was tangled in a net in um, the Sea of Cortez. It, this video has circulated quite a bit. Wasn't and this recently? Wasn't this I'm just? It's it's been circulating recently, but okay. it's been recirculating. I think it's okay. about a four or five years old. But this okay. people are out on a boat and they see this whale dying. I mean, just breathing its last breath, and oh, they I start to that, try I to cut off this horrific plastic netting. And they mm-hmm. when they finally do, I mean, they're exhausted because all they've got is little uh, army knives, Swiss army knives. When they finally cut off the last bit of netting, and this whale swims away, it leaps. Out of the water 157 times. This humpback whale leaping into the air, waving its incredible fins over and over and over again. I think to myself, how blessed are these people? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've how blessed that. that extraordinary con- connection where all understand the whale, the, the humans, this is... You know, the celebration of, of all existence. It's just breathtaking. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. It's beautiful. Oh, Showing its appreciation. Yes. Just just yeah. jumping and jumping. Thank you. Thank you for saving my life. That's right. And for freeing me. I'll never forget you. Fifty uh, Something like 157 times mm-hmm. out of the water, breaching. With, and you know, no, humpback whales are particularly... Uh, dancers compared to some of the other whales. They just keep, they just love to leap out of the water and show off those beautiful <laughs> white fins. <laughs> that is so, that is so beautiful. What a, what a, what a great story. It touches all of our souls. Mm-hmm. When we look at, you know, practicality or, or, Maybe not even practicality, but let's say intentionality. What a great word, since that's part of our show. Not everybody's going to, you know, move to a plastic island and, and help. Um, what are uh, some of the things? Kim, let's start with you. Just everyday common sense kind of or with the intention of the intellect and the heart. What are some things that? People that are listening, they're so moved by your stories. They're moved by each of you. I do want to remind everybody, hold one moment, Kim. You can tell we do okay. this just organically. Um, to go to patriciacorey.com, patriciacorey, C-O-R-I.com. And Kim's website is in divine time, I-N, divine time, Com. You definitely want to check both of these individuals out and let them know on a deeper level how you would like to be involved supporting either through um, supporting their products and financially or any other way that's supportive as far as far as their movement. They're very dedicated individuals to this cause that is so necessary. So, Kim, back to you. Yes. What are some... Everyday life stuff, um, even people that live in other parts of the world or that are inland, what are things people can do? Well, um, you can go on certain social media sites and see what's going on as far as uh, what's uh, taking place with the dolphins and the whales. Um, there's, I follow social media uh, when I become their voice, when... Um, the dolphins are being hunted. Um, I follow the threads, and then I, I 
visually go in there and, you know, you just follow by your heart and you you express how you feel with your heart and the dolphins can feel that vibration and your intention and it helps to save them, escape their captors. Also, uh, another way to, to stay proactive is to, uh, when you go to the beach and you see trash on the ground, pick up the trash because that trash gets, uh, uh, it goes into the ocean and the, and the marine animals uh, digest it and it's very, very harmful to them. Um, other ways are, um, I, if, if, if you do visit my website, I will be uh, doing a Dolphin Awareness Day on September 1st. And we, over here in the Tampa area, we're going to be gathering over near the aquarium to just educate people on, on dolphin and whale consciousness, what's going on and what's taking place, and how you can become more proactive and more involved. Um, and just just... Pay attention. Just pay attention and be present as, and, and to see what's going on around you. Uh, it's time now uh, to start putting down your cell phones and just be present and just notice things going on. Um, I get that message pretty frequently uh, from Spirit, and um, it, it, it needs to be addressed. So. Um, just just to, in order to stay proactive just uh, one of the main the main things is is following it on facebook but not all the time <laughs> we got to be present yes exactly so. and the other thing is uh is just to add my my bit of um sacred humility and my humble opinion <laughs> is that to have a globe in your office are in your home. I have them everywhere around me, the globes, and to see the immensity of the water, the important value of that, and daily to give one's blessings and prayers, consciousness awakening to the very nature of that. I mean, mm-hmm. there are there are ways that we can hold in our sacredness. Often in meditation, I envelop, I visualize that there is the the energy of myself, not in size related, but in consciousness related. And I have the, I have the planet in, in my lap and I'm just mm-hmm. enveloping, holding, awaking this, holding people awakening, holding people uh, to have epiphanies, to have awareness, to be able to hear the languages that are coming to them. And, uh, thank you, Kim, for that. And, um, and can Patricia, I add one more thing? Also, yes, and then we'll too. go to Patricia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another exercise that you can do is to keep your heart light open and imagine a cobalt blue light coming out and spread mm-hmm. it out throughout the entire planet, and that will heal the planet and all all her living creatures. I, I spread a lot of, um, in, in, in my everyday life, I keep my heart light open, and I'm always shining that blue light. Blue light is very healing and very protecting, um, and it makes quite a difference in, in with everything that you do. Wow, thank you. Patricia? I resonate with everything that Kim has shared. And I would also like to suggest that here, let's be clear here before, before speaking in generalities, Mm -hmm. what level does an individual want to, to become involved in? Do you want to be an activist? And by that, I mean, um, are are you going to go out there and try to end the violence and try to fight the Faroe Island massacre and Talji and all these things? Personally speaking, I can't bear the pain. I've reached my my pain limits because I am an animal activist. And in order to continue the work, I cannot have sensationalism, specifically visual sensationalism of suffering in my sphere. Right. So if you are willing to go be the ones that are going to stand there and and hold back the, the evil warriors, by all means, you know, get on a plane and live it. If you are, are are not able to work at that level, 
Support the people that are out there giving their lives, like Sea Shepherds are risking their lives. They've been imprisoned. So has uh, many other organizations that are out there fighting these people. Support them. They need money. That's the way you can support yeah. them the best. Yeah. They need to do it. And, you know, certainly you can give up a couple of cappuccinos a week at Starbucks and throw them to these people who are our warriors. I speak highly of Captain Watson, he is one of my heroes. Of course, there's always a debate about him, but uh, he's out there doing it. He's walking his talk, and and his whole life is sacrificed for the... So, Kim, I'm sure you'll... uh, To bring all all souls into harmony. In the meantime, what... Yes? Hello? We're here? I'm here. Um, In the meantime, as an individual experience, get... If you you resonate, if you feel a, a, a... a warmth, a joy, a celebration of these beings. Get out of the water. This is an extraordinary experience. Get closer to them. My my appeal is do not frequent uh, anything that resembles sea worlds because these yes, animals are prisoners. Agree. They're drugged. Oh, please, yes. They're, they're, you know, the end has to come to the circus. And yeah. uh, I'm delighted to see many sea worlds are struggling because people are becoming conscious and they're they're not going anymore. But to sit there and watch an elephant, an elephant, that's Freudian. A whale well, or but a, that's another one. But yes, yes. <laughs> to see them have to go through these ridiculous hoops uh, breaks my heart. So please, that if you care, you know, stand against the sea world of these beings, like. Tilikum, you know, this whale has really spoken to me, and he's going to die. He's in a cage of, of water that would be like being in a bathtub. This gig- this glorious orca. He can yeah, barely tilikum. swim around. Yeah, Tilikum. And he's he's going to die. I mean, I've uh, he's really told me this. He's going to leave soon. He just, uh, please, let me free. Let me know the ocean again. Please help me. Please help me get free. And so okay. I, I appeal to people, yes, do the meditation. Yes, all of these wonderful things, but take action. We are capable of taking action. We can write petitions. We can, we can stand up with uh, banners. We can, we can uh, write to our uh, whatever you'd like to call government representatives, which is shaky at the moment. And uh, you know, look at NRDC. They stood against the American Navy because of the sonar and they've won. They've won their case. The Navy has got to turn down their sonar because of this case. So uh, I, I want to impress upon people with my usual vigor that you are powerful. Never believe that you can't make change. One person can make enormous change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that was exactly the areas that we wanted all of us to go because all of them are equally uh, in major ways important. You know, they, they, they really are. And, um, and to, to sign the different, um, petitions. Now, I wanted to ask, uh, both of you, um, do you feel, uh, are, are you an advocate for change.org? Is this a good site for us to put our energy? They send me stuff all the time. Is that a good one? Is there yes. a better one? Yes. I think change.org yeah, is good. wonderful. Yeah, okay. Good. And, you know, I, I'm particularly, as far as the whales and, and dolphins are concerned in the oceans, uh, pay attention to NRDC because they're doing extraordinary work. And, you know, all of the whales, if you care, listen to what everybody yeah. has to say. I have a colleague whose name is Hardy Jones. His uh, organization is called bluevoice.org. He has a wonderful approach. He says, you know, Patricia, can't just battle these people. We've got to outsmart them. And he said, so in the case of Tal G, he's the one who discovered the bay, by the way, of Tal G, Hardy Jones. He said, uh, I'm going in there and I'm doing blood tests on the animals. And then I'm showing people the, the you know, I'm doing blood tests on volunteers in, in the society. And I'm showing them what eating dolphin meat is doing to them. Their toxicity levels are off the charts. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. thought that was genius, really genius. Because he said, if we we can teach people that they're harming themselves by harming these animals, where this is Uh another way uh, to 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 help save the whales and dolphins, because yes, we'll have a different. 
So using that kind of education awareness is another approach. We've got meditation. We've got uh, spiritual unity. We've got so many things we can do. And all of us will find an area we, we feel more drawn to. And that's wonderful. Yeah, I, I love that realm of being in the world, okay, and and yet not of the world. So in the world is signing petitions, uh, mm-hmm. becoming a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've done all of that. Children <laughs> about the value of nature, um, not supporting the things that are uh, for amusement or amusing that are the cost or interrupting anything natural in the world mm-hmm. is go to change.org. Uh, Patricia, mm-hmm. um, one of the in the world action steps for me and you would be if you could connect me with the blue voice person and let's do a radio thing with that. I'd love that very much. That's very, Thank very you. powerful. Also, Absolutely. anybody that uh, the two of you can send my way, um, that would be awesome. Um, for example, Hardy, Hardy Jones went to Iceland because um, Iceland is getting all this good media for how uh, innovative they are, how they've they've eliminated the corporate greed, etc. But they're slaughtering mass quantities of whales. Right. Yes, they have. I think people, you know, before you go loving uh, Iceland so much, how about sending them a petition that they'd be just about perfect if they'd stop killing whales. And right. so Hardy Jones, who is the, the, what I love about him is he's a pragmatic uh, advocate. He goes to Greenland. He goes to the grocery stores. He sees whale meat burgers on the. Oh, gross. Oh. Oh, so God. once again, you know, it's like the people say, well, this has been our tradition. It's like change the tradition. The tradition was oh, born tradition. from isolation Humbug. when that's all you had available. Great. That might have. 300 years ago, but now you have all access to everything you need because it's called the modern world. So tradition has to leave. And, but Hardy's approach, because my approach is, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, mine too. Really, that's good. That that's good. Yeah, yeah. because that uh, we we we're calling upon that. We we need that. We, um, need, we need that, and that's the not being of the world. Because there's some people that you know just feel like they're here to uh, achieve success and 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 take from the earth and and then and die right. there one little time and then they're going to say i'm sorry and go to this illusionary place called heaven uh, you yeah. know being not of the world is about some of us that are more old soul knowing that there is a sense of urgency here that yeah. there is something being called forth with so many of us that have found each other that comes from a place of it's really time to do something different if we ever expect something different. And that's the whole thing. It's like the other part of this layer is that when you become awake, you can't go back to sleep. You exactly. may convince yourself that you can, but that doesn't mean with the law of cause and effect that there's not impact from that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes right? really wish you could because it's sometimes overwhelming but you know inside deep down inside that uh awake is what you came here to be and that even though and this this speaks to a lot of the things that are happening on the planet right now besides this argument uh this discussion sorry that's an italian translation directly um that we are awake we are here to help heal this planet we came here to do this Mm-hmm. And even though it's getting rocky out there, what did we expect? We're taking down an old system that, that has been a destructive system and uh, replacing it with a higher vibration. What did we think? It was just going to be a, you know, we're going to sprout wings and fly up to the sixth dimension? No, there's karma here. There's karma to be dealt with. And we have individual karma and we have collective karma as guardians of this planet to deal with. And again, I believe that the whales and dolphins are assisting us to understanding that at vibrational levels that may not be definable. But I think anyone who who works with the whales and dolphins can feel this, knows it at a primordial level. Well said. 
<laughs> Very well said. With our with our minutes remaining, um, you want to give us a sacred story, um, both of you, of um, a magical moment you've had with these uh, beautiful living things, or a call yeah. to action, wherever you want to go. Yes. May I? Okay. The the when I finally got to the Azores Island to swim with wild dolphins. I spent many days waiting, waiting, waiting because there were no sightings. There was nothing. And I had hired a boat for myself because I was researching for the book. And I just knew that they had been, wait a minute, where are you? I, you called me here. And I had asked my fans and readers to send messages for the whales and dolphins, short messages that I would deliver to them. What did I do? I got a, a scroll of rice paper and squid ink. And I wrote, painstakingly wrote out these messages of love for the for the dolphins. And they were things like, one of my favorites was, don't give up on the human race. We care. We love you. Please don't leave us. Aww. Wonderful Aww. message. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I rolled it up and I stuck it in my wetsuit. So when I finally, when the boat, I said, okay, Trisha, there's been a sighting. There are some bottlenose uh, off the coast. We're going. And it was just me. Off we go, and I am greeted with, this is the first time I'm in the wild with, with dolphins, which is not for the weak of heart, jumping in the middle of the ocean. A boat. No. <laughs> uh-uh. and, you know, I and I thought, oh, what am I crazy? Oh, this ridiculous I see your head bopping in the water with a little shower cap on, and it has daisies on top of it. I'm going, go, girl, go. (laughs) They estimated 250, if you can imagine this, bottlenose dolphins that are not the most frequently uh, seen dolphin species out here in the Azores. They were resting. They were playing. They weren't on the move. They were just waiting for me. And I got into the water. Water <laughs> floundering around, and there were two. I called them the sentinels. As soon as I got in the water and I looked underwater, there were two of them right in front of me, with their faces looking at me. And then they turned simultaneously sideways and looked at me with the one eye and uh, turned back. I pulled this scroll out of my suit and watched it disintegrate into the water. And all of this love from so many people into this uh, this pod of dolphins, they all started coming closer to me. And oh I felt this, um, you probably know what I'm talking about. They did a tune-up, bing, 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 mm-hmm. with echolocation, mm-hmm. and they were, they were tuning up with chakra system, and it was like, zing, zing, zing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in the water with this, this pod of dolphins, which is the most, it's just unbelievable for two hours until I could swim no longer. But I just want to oh add this goodness. and then I, will, I will yield to the time to Kim. Um, what you said about, I wanted to just stay with them. I actually, in that moment, in that moment, in that two and a half hours, I thought, I'm ready to go. Let me swim away with you. Wow. I don't Aww. go back to I want to go right through the veil with surrounded in this because there is no greater bliss than being in this love. And somebody on the boat, she must have sensed or seen me in trouble. She came back and literally pulled me by the hair and just, are you okay? And I looked at her and thought, oh, why did you do this? I was about Aww. to go out. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I want to share something with the two of you that um, I have one of the most reliable watches ever. Okay. And a while ago, I looked down and it had hard stopped. Right when we started to talk. Wow. And it hard stopped. It kind of, you know, like, let this moment last. Let this moment last. Let this moment not move forward. Let it last. That's very, very powerful. And, and I don't remember that ever happening. So there you go. That was, that was pretty cool. Kim, before you share your, you know, warm, fuzzy moment or whatever. And I mean that with the, with the best of respect. Um, where are we with making progress with the cove in Japan? Are we making progress at all? Are they going to stop that? Are we- I keep, I keep feeling that it is going to stop, but it's, it, it's, it's, 
We need more people to come together and to open their hearts and just send out pouring love to the dolphins. And what just, time of year is it? It's um, September first to like the middle of March. Okay, so we need everybody to get on change dot org now, like today. Yes, or Sea Shepherd or Sea Shepherd dot org or Rick O'Berry dot net. May I just interject that what's yes. happening now is the slaughter of the pilot whales at Faroe Islands. Oh, the Faroe Islands. Oh, my gosh. The ferocious islands uh, where uh, the space shepherds have petitioned two cruise companies to stop stop coming into those ports in support of the whales, and they've stopped. So, I mean, these are tangible things that are making a difference. Okay. So yes, please, yes. To, to people, please support the Sea Shepherds. They are our warriors out there, without a question. They are, definitely. definitely. So, in, so we're evolving work. from, um, you know, walking your talk to uh, don't talk unless you put your name on something. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. If talking about it, sign your name to it. If you, if you genuinely, you know, really want the conversation to to lead to anything i want to remind everybody because i definitely know that you would like to stay in touch with these great spirits uh kim sentio uh her website is in divine keep in mind she'll stop your watch if you're around her and then we have <laughs> patricia cory patricia cory uh leading author Tons of books, materials, products, a life dedicated to making a difference with our ocean life. Um, my hat goes off to both of you. I'm always humbled when we talk. You encourage me to do more and to be more. I just really want to thank you for, for being on our show today. Thank you for blessing us with your intention, uh, with who you are, and thank you so much for your time. It, it went by quickly. Let's do it again soon. And thank you, thank you Temple. Thank you, Temple. Thank you for having us. God bless you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Please come and visit me at templehays.com or firstunity.org. It's been a pleasure having you tune in to our show today. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. So there I was, staring at a closet overflowing with clothes, practically bursting at the seams in their polyester prison. I had ten minutes left to get dressed, and the stress was kicking in. Are turtlenecks still a thing? What about rhinestones? Where did I get this? Oh, my leggings from 1987. Ah, the scarves are attacking me. Sound familiar? Declutter your life and your closet with the Simple Living Challenge. It's a free 14-day challenge with powerful daily assignments to help you find more balance, freedom, and joy in life. Just go to SimpleLivingChallenge.com to sign up. Ooh, a cowboy hat. Ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Teachers through the ages have spoken of the importance of our mind and of being master over our thoughts. How often do we forget that we are the ones who decide what thoughts we'll hold and what thoughts we'll reject? 
The world's great teachers also remind us that our thoughts create our experience. We may not be able to change what is happening in our world, but we can always choose how we will respond to the changing situations of our lives. With a positive attitude, your chance for success in any situation can be greater. That's because a positive attitude will inspire you to look for workable solutions rather than allowing negative thinking to limit your decision making. This law of life is brought to you by Unity. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting, no more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zender every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. moment we live can be holy and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so everything we do can be a prayer and by using our innate creativity with intention in every aspect of our lives that can indeed be true author carla kincannon wrote creativity is so much more than art making It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit 
Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.